guys. Welcome back to another episode of We Run on Coffee with Marissa and Erica. And guys, this week you have been blowing us up. You have Go been off. so you've been so good. You got us from If I remember correctly, last week on Sunday when we talked, I think that we had about what was it? About 80 plays on our first book club episode. Probably. That's got And be now right. we're at 144. 144. And we have surpassed a thousand listens and we have an audience of a hundred people now. So thank you so much for all of your support this week. We are so happy. We've been watching the numbers go up and up and up. And we are now in 15 countries. And we'll give a little We'll give a little shout out at the end, but if you check our Instagram, we posted a little graphic a couple days and it's outdated now. But it had all the countries we were in. Oh yeah. And you guys just keep adding so many. I can't even keep the map updated. That's how fast y'all are listening. So oh, thank you. I know. Thank, thank you, international you so listeners. Much. Thank you, national listeners. Thank you, everybody. Yes. And the UK, you guys are on the up and up. You yeah, are maybe. at 5% of our listeners now, which is crazy because you were only at 1% last week. So yeah, we know so a nuts. bunch of you are listening. Hey, and UK. We can... We can see even like a little bit more information than just the country. So all of you guys in London, thank you. <laughs> so wild. I just got a little chills, I think. That's so weird. Yes. I I'm love so it. happy. But do you want to go ahead and get us started on our Q3 goals? Because uh, we yeah. have a lot to talk about today. And Erica has no idea what this episode's about. No, so I do I'm not. so excited. <laughs> Welcome to Marissa Hour, you guys, where I have actually no clue what this one's about. So that's that's fun. You're in it with me. <laughs> So, okay, let's talk about our Q3 goals. If you missed last week's episode, pause now, go back and listen, and then come back because we talked about our quarter two goals and if we accomplished them or not. And today we're going to talk about our quarter three goals. I did an okay job making goals, but I um, repeated four and I added one new one. So I want to finish the passport application. If you were listening to the last episode, you know I'm like halfway done with it, so won't go into it. I want to clean the garage to a point where we can park in it, which... This is very realistic and we'll talk about why in a little bit. Buy a van, finish painting and installing the trim in our house. And then my new one is I think I want to take a dedicated social media break where I like actually either delete them or like really go off for a certain amount of time. Don't know how long or whatever, but I just kind of want to do that. I think it would just be nice for summer. So those are my Q3 goals. I like that. And guys, guess what? I'm excited. Did you? I wrote down my goals. She wrote them down. Okay. Goal one. Check. Check. Literally. Write down my goals. Check. No, literally. So for my goals, my first one is to finalize all of the wedding planning things. And (gasps) I have like a full list of everything that I need to get done still. So I need to get a florist, which please don't yell at me. I know I get married in 112 days and I don't have a florist (laughs) yet, but it's fine. I I don't even know when you're supposed to get one, to be fair. Mm, I don't know. But I I know what (laughs) I want. And I know like I have the images now that I'm going to send the florist. I just have to make sure that they're available that day. So yeah, that's a little nerve wracking. Oh my god! And then next is to fill out the DJ list because we got like this 14 page document that has like all the songs that need to be played and when it's a crazy amount. So that that just really needs to be yeah, it really just needs to be turned in two weeks before the event, but Q3 goes up until September, so yeah. that is realistically two weeks before we get married. All right. And then order my wedding shoes, we need to Ooh. get our marriage license, get wedding bands, and then Kyle needs to get a suit. He told me to add that just so that I could keep that's him accountable funny. by putting it in my goals. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so much fun. Yeah, so that's my first goal. And then my second goal is to go on a weekend trip to a nearby beach. I haven't Ooh. been to any yet. 
and it'll be pretty easy because there's so many in Delaware. Yeah. There's so many in Maryland. There's even some in Virginia. Virginia so Beach, it could yeah. Be, yeah, there's like anywhere between like an, I think like an hour and a half and three hours, there's a beach somewhere. So if we That's just nice. like leave on a Saturday morning, we can go spend a night, one night in a hotel and then come back on Sunday. So I think it's pretty doable and we're trying to look into a beach to go to. And then next is keep on top of half marathon training and run it because September Oof. 17th is when the half marathon is. So it's yeah. happening in this quarter. And That's then crazy. lastly is decorate the apartment. That one's a little bit Ooh. more short term because we yeah. haven't decorated yet. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, that's really fun. Those are good goals. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I was so trying to think of more, but those are kind of involved goals, I would say. Yeah, when I picked mine, like I repeated the four and had the one. I was like, this is enough, actually. Like, I feel yeah. like I should have more, yeah. but it, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. But before we wow. get into our weekly recap, what are you drinking? You told me it's a surprise okay. and it's a secret and yes. it's new. Let me know. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so everyone, I'm very excited to tell you that I'm not drinking a brown sugar latte today. I was going to, <gasps> but then I remembered I bought this yesterday at Walmart. So went to Walmart, which I never do. We only go to Walmart like once every freaking few months when we need a couple things that only come from there. So I picked up, I don't know if you've heard of it, the Chamberlain Coffee by Emma Chamberlain. I'm oh, so excited to try it. they have canned ones? They have canned ones that they came out with at Walmart. And I'll send you the link if you're going to be interested in trying this. There's a link where you can just put in your phone number and it, they text you. And you can get buy one, get one free. If you send them a picture of your receipt, they'll Venmo you for the second one. Oh, So wow. I bought two. This is Chamberlain Coffee. I'll send you a picture because it's hard to see on Zoom. But it has like a cute little sheep on it, like hopping over the vanilla. And it has cute Aww. little graphics. And it just says Chamberlain Coffee Vanilla Latte with almond and coconut milk. So I expected it to be dairy. It's not, which is exciting. And it says uncomplicated and delicious, inspired by my very own recipe. Love, Emma. And there's not that many ingredients. Like it's not crazy. So I'm shaking mm -hmm. it and I'm going to try it. Angelo got the... um. His is a little bit cuter. It has like a little mousse on it. It's so cute. He got the mocha latte and I got the vanilla. So I'm going to open it for you guys for some ASMR. Ooh, I think I have to go and try that because Kyle and I are going grocery shopping today. And it is like there's a Walmart right next to us, actually. Ooh, it's very coffee. I think Ooh. I like it. It is very coffee. I watched um, Shane Dawson had a video recently of like trying YouTubers products and seeing if they're good. And he tried these. And he said that Emma Chamberlain's been getting a lot of hate about these coffees because people are like expecting it to be like, a, you know, the Starbucks Frappuccino canned things. They were expecting yeah. that, but it's not. It's not like overly sweet, but I, th I actually kind of like it. Well, if you've mm. ever watched Emma Chamberlain's content, which we're YouTube girlies, you're a lifestyle YouTube YouTuber. I feel like you've seen Emma Chamberlain's videos. Yeah. And she's just like. I don't know. She's very open and honest that she hates sweet coffee. So I don't yeah. know why people would be expecting it to be super overly sweet. Also, I, it's just like, I don't know. I prefer, I don't, I like sweet coffee. I do. But I also prefer something that d d isn't filled with so many ingredients that you don't know how to pronounce. So I like that this is like a nice in between and it's still good, but I like it. I'll have to try yeah. the mocha one and let you guys know how I like it. And I'm also going to send you the link in case you want to get your free one. But what are you drinking yeah. this morning? <laughs> 
So I'm going back to an OG. I got a Oasis Vibe Celsius and I'm having Ooh. an energy drink this morning because I'm going on a run later and I didn't want to have coffee and then potentially have pre-workout before my run because I feel like oh. coffee and pre-workout doesn't go well in my brain together. So if okay. I'm going to have two different caffeinated beverages, I wanted it to both be kind of like on the fruity vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I hear that. Also, I don't know about you, but if I would drink a coffee, then I would have to poop really soon after. <laughs> Well, we're not going on the run for a couple of hours, so I think we're fine. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, after really this, I mean, I guess I'll just go into my weekly recap then. Yes. So this week, I feel like I've literally been living in a fever dream recently. Like, I feel like everything is just kind of like, I'm not going through the motions, but I feel like everything's happening at once. So I feel like I can't yeah. like sit and enjoy any of the moments yet, uh-huh. which is fine, which after next week, hopefully it'll be better but we'll talk about our weekly recap in the next episode because we are recording another episode tomorrow so I don't want to go too much into what's happening next week but this week I just did like I did 10 hours of overtime yet again I know I'm stuck on a loop but I'm doing that on top of half marathon training on top of I did I'm not even kidding guys for this episode I probably did like four hours of research like not kidding (laughs) So doing that, which I thought that this was fun. So that's not like something that was added to my plate. Still, but then it's still I work. Also, I know I still have um, like charge meetings that I'm doing too. So like right after this, I have a charge meeting doing the Damn. half marathon training. And then um, tomorrow I'm leading like a six and a half hour long charge meeting. It's a leadership that's retreat. Crazy. So I'm just I'm getting tired guys that's basically yeah. what my weekly recap is I don't really have any updates Kyle and I got b-dubs on Thursday which was great Ooh, nice. but that's there about it oh I do have an update we won our volleyball game on Thursday <gasps> oh that's fun yeah we love the volleyball updates you gotta keep them coming oh my god that's so I know fun. yeah that's wow. basically my week I'm just tired <laughs> yeah I hear you I don't have a similar situation but I have the opposite situation which might be annoying or I don't know it might be nice we're probably just going to keep flip-flopping because I feel like we do that yeah but right now I feel like I have not a lot going on and every day me and Angela just do house projects and it feels so good I was like why is it so fun to be a homeowner like all I want to do is house projects all day we've been spending a lot of time doing house projects one of my updates for the week is that I made my own cornhole bags which I'm so excited about from scratch do you have cornhole I have oh yeah okay so I have cornhole I'll send a picture (laughs) oh wait where is this coming from (laughs) I need to write this down right now because if you're listening by now you might notice that every week I've been posting an if you know you know on our Instagram stories and it's something random that we talk about in the episode that you'd only know about it if you listened so I'm gonna keep doing that and today my if you know you know uh, go listen or go look on the Instagram if you're listening today on Wednesday. <laughs> my if you know you know for today is going to be my cornhole boards they're really cool so my grandma well, my, I call her Nana, who passed away when I was in college, made me my own custom cornhole boards when I was younger. And so we hand painted them together and it literally looks like a beach scene. And then it has like a little beach towel laying in the sand that I wrote my name on it whenever I was, I don't even know how old, like maybe I was like seven or something like that, really young. And then she like sealed it all with like clear spray paint. And it's so cute and really unique. Everyone's like, these cornhole boards are crazy. Like these are so cute. And they're just kind of girly and cute. So she also made me my custom bags. So I had a stripes bags and then uh, flip flops. So it was flip flops and stripes teams and they were so Aww. cute. But I've had it for so long that they were just like 
some of them weighed different amounts because the corn was like disintegrating and they were just like getting <laughs> musty and moldy and disgusting. So I was like, I want to replace these. But my Nana would be so ashamed if I literally bought them. Like we're going to make them by hand. So I went to Joanne Fabrics. I did all this research. I found out what kind of cloth you need. Fun fact, you need duck cloth. So I went to Joanne Fabrics. I asked the lady where the duck cloth was and we went over and picked out some colors. And then I bought the exact right amount, which was scary. And then I came home and I cut it and my no- my mom let me borrow her sewing machine. So I literally sewed them all by hand, bought eight pounds of corn from Sam's Club. Oh my goodness. And filled them all with corn. And they are so nice. I was honestly shocked. I didn't know if I could do it. I've I learned how to sew when I was a kid, but I haven't done it in a long time. So that was crazy. And now I have my own set. And I told Angelo, even though they're not perfect, it's kind of fun to be like, I made them like by hand. Like that's yeah. crazy. So that yeah, was a and fun your Nona's thing. looking down on you and she's like, she's you like, did so yes, good. She made them. She didn't buy them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I have to make them. Like, I can't. I can't. So mm-hmm. that was really cute and fun. And now I kind of, I told Angela, we should just start making a cornhole company and he should build the boards from scratch. <laughs> and then I paint them and then we sell the sets. I was like, that'd be kind of fun. Aww. So yeah. And then my other updates are both house things again, because like I said, I'm just in the house era. So patio update i did not get the patio the day after of the last episode because i kept telling you guys on the episode i'm getting it tomorrow however i did get it yesterday and we have a patio i'm so happy i didn't send you the pictures yesterday because it's like i have to tell her tomorrow and today's the first day we're allowed to go on it so i haven't been on it yet but i'm really excited so we're gonna put out our furniture today everything like i cannot wait i'm freaking out it looks really really good like I'm I didn't know what to expect but I'm shocked it looks amazing and it's also a lot bigger than I expected it's yeah and so don't cute. you have your like June family pride dinner tomorrow tomorrow too? I know literally tomorrow I was like it's not gonna get done it's not gonna get done and then it got done in literally the nick of time I couldn't believe it that's so, so good. everyone gets to see it although everyone say a prayer for me even though it's passed by the time you guys are listening but it's supposed to storm <laughs> tomorrow of course oh no so I'm like, great, we're probably not even going to get to use it, which will make me cry. But all that to say, house updates. Finally, last one. I'll make a quick garage update that I've been working my little ass off on this garage. <laughs> I had Juneteenth off work. So June 19th, I was home all day, but Angelo didn't get it off. So he had to go to work. And I was like, what am I going to do all day alone? Like, this is going to suck. So what I decided to do was clean the garage. And I literally spent all day doing it. And I got everything off the floors like you can walk in there I got stuff on the shelves we got our mini fridge all set up with all of our like stuff in it I put all of Angela's tools in his toolbox like everything is stunning and then last night we have a beautiful wonderful very expensive and nice stove in our garage but it weighs like a bajillion pounds and we need to install it but it's just really heavy so we don't know if we're gonna hire someone but last night Angela and I lifted it up and put it on like a little scooter so we can move it around easy and I think he's gonna be able to get his car in there soon so my Q3 goal might be accomplished sooner than I thought so all my house updates I'm so excited I'm so happy same I just I'm obsessed I'm just in my homeowner era, if you will. (laughs) I love that. And I kind of love like, I mean, I'm also kind of doing the same thing. I don't have enough time to be domestic right now. But Kyle (laughs) is being very domestic. Yes. And he's like doing the dishes, doing the laundry. Uh, Like I literally come home every day and he has all my laundry folded. And I'm like, so nice. Normally I'm only like a Sunday laundry girly, but you're over here doing laundry every day. And I'm like, okay, Uh, yay, that's fine. That's so (laughs) nice. Kyle's in his homeowner era too, home renter era. 
Okay. Are you ready? All right. I'm so episode? excited, you guys. What in the hell is going on? I have no idea. Marissa just messaged me. She's like, just get excited because I'm excited yes. and I'm going to surprise you. I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm so excited for this. So first off, before I tell you what it's about, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to title the episode. So Ooh, okay. the episode is going to be titled, The Girls Get Spooky. So, oh, okay. We are. Do you know this what is so a your vibe? Yeah. Do you know what a cryptid is? No. That's okay. I knew you weren't gonna okay. know what it is. Okay. <laughs> so That's probably even episode, better for this content. <laughs> I know this episode is all about not necessarily just cryptids, but cryptids and different folklore and different. I guess. Oh. I don't know, like different. Like spooky things. So let okay. me just tell you what a cryptid is. A cryptid okay. is a like made up mythological creature that okay. inhabits an area. So a big example of this would be like Bigfoot or the abominable snowman or Mothman. Nessie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of things. So it's a animal like or a... I don't know, just like a creature that inhabits yeah. an area. There's quoted okay. sightings. They don't know if it's real. It may not be. It may be that kind of thing. Okay. So for this episode in particular, I found three in Ohio. And then oh. I found three to talk about. I tried to find three in just Virginia since that's where yeah. I live, but yeah. that was not happening. So I found okay. one in Maryland, one in DC and one in Virginia. Oh my gosh. Wait, this is so crazy. I'm not ready. So all you have to do is sit back and react and I'm going to unload okay. all of the, all of the research on you. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what to expect. I okay. If you guys don't know, Marissa's very into this. She's into also true crime and stuff like that. And I'm almost the opposite. Like you almost couldn't get more opposite. I'm like, let's just watch lighthearted Kardashians, you know? So I'm really <laughs> excited to like I don't know anything. So I'm excited to learn about this. So let's do it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, I had already known a lot about most of these. But I there it. is one in Ohio that I had never heard of, which Ooh. I was like, Oh, I have to do this one because I've never heard of it yeah. and then there was the one in dc i had never heard of but i did know the one in maryland and i did know the one in virginia that i found yeah but i'm ready to get into it okay so, let's do it the first one is named the loveland frog do you know anything okay. about him i feel like i might have heard of this but i could be wrong i don't know maybe not okay so loveland is an this is area Ohio, right? i yeah I think I wrote okay. it down. Yeah. Loveland, Ohio is between Mason, which is where Kings Island is, and then Cincinnati. It's mm -hmm. just south of Mason and then kind of east of Cincinnati. So I'm be there that's the this area. Week. I probably yeah, drive through the there to get to Aeros Tour. <laughs> yes. That's the I'll area we're talking about for this one. So it was first talked about in 1955. So he's an old guy. <laughs> okay. But. He is quoted to be a four foot tall frog that walks on its hind legs like a human. No. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> imagine. Don't like it. Imagine no. you're just like walking through the woods and you see this like frog guy that's the just size of my on sister. Literally. No, no, literally. No, no, no. I do not like it. But Ew. he is quoted to be a peaceful guy. So if you run into him, peaceful he's nice. Guy. He just <laughs> That's what they said in this article that I'm I was dead. looking at. Somebody but just talked nice to him. Guy. They're like, he's a peaceful guy. 
Yeah. (laughs) But he just chills. He doesn't really cause any havoc. Some of these guys be causing havoc that I have research on. (laughs) But he he just chills. He sits in the background. He um, can most likely be located at Lake Isabella, which I had never heard of. I'm guessing it's just like it's like a park area. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where he likes to chill. And the campground has six campsites. So you should go for a weekend trip and try and catch a glimpse of him. (laughs) I'll pause. Six ca- campsites? That's a tiny campground. I'm a, someone might not be able to save me if he ain't a friendly guy. No, literally. <laughs> I'm guessing like Lake Isabella is probably like the small lake. And there's probably just like, yeah. I don't know. I would say sides. But yeah, yeah, but like a circle doesn't have sides. So I'm guessing just like little circle around has six little campsites around it. But it's giving creepy vibes. I don't know. I know. They all worship the frog. Yeah, I guess. Well, kind of. The next point that i have is that he is infamous he actually has a oh. musical after him really <laughs> made a musical about him called what? hot damn it's the loveland frog <laughs> oh i'm dead we should go see this that is so random i know what the okay heck? so i have an article and i'm trying to pull it up do you love having an ipad she's a new newly ipad girly i am okay <laughs> i'm trying to pull up this article i should have already had it pulled up but i didn't open when i clicked on the link i got this article to read to you guys about him so it says the in loveland a four-foot frog roams the marshes on its hind legs at least that's what the local legend claims it's a tale that dates back to the 1950s when a businessman claimed that he saw multiple bipedal frogs along the little miami river multiple i know (laughs) (laughs) and the frogman's legacy lives on in modern days the fabled Loveland Frogman was allegedly spotted most recently in 2016. Sam Jacobs said that he was playing Pokemon Go in mid-August <laughs> of 2016 near the Congregation Beth Adams Synagogue on Loveland Madeira Road. And then it says, Jacobs said he had crossed the train tracks to the banks of Lake Isabella when he spotted something strange. Quote, we saw a huge frog near the water, not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. Not in the game. Jacobs, <laughs> Jacobs told WLWT, which I guess is the news site. I and guess. then it says, the quote, the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this okay. sounds crazy, but I swear on my, oh my gro- grandmother's grave that this is true. End quote. Wow. <laughs> wow. Rip his grandma. Wait, no, not literally. playing Pokemon Go. That's really, really funny. No, he literally said he not in the not game. In the it game. was real. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and then Damn. it says Jacobs claimed the frog stood around four feet tall, sending dark photos to the cre- of the creature to support his claim. And unfortunately, this article does not have the photos, so oh, I don't know why I they included that. Ask. I'm like, come on, I, I want to see this frog. And dark then it says Jacobs said him. he <laughs> Jacob says he doesn't know what to think of his sighting. Quote, not sure if it was a frogman or just a giant frog. He said, either way, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And this is for WLW this is from WLWT5 in Cincinnati. So, oh wait, oh. I think there's a video which I know that you guys are going to be able to see, but you should look up this article. We'll include all of the links. Oh, oh wait, is it going to play? Gosh. Do you see the glowing lights? That's his eyes. Yes, I see. I looked it up online too and I can see his eyes in the <laughs> little screenshot. I'm creeped out. Yeah. I type in Loveland and that's the first Google that people Google is Loveland Frogman. Oh my God. Yeah. Definitely check out the description below if you guys are listening and we'll put the links to all the articles so you guys can see the pictures. This is nuts. Or you can just Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. 
But like Erica said, I mean, that's my first one. But like oh Erica said, I'm into all things spooky, creepy, crawly, all of those things. So I was trying to go on when a frog, I was trying frog to- hunt. <laughs> <laughs> when I was trying to figure out what to do this episode about, I was like, maybe I'll do like a true crime case or maybe yeah. I'll like, I mean, I love like haunted things or like ghost stories too. So I was like, maybe I'll look up like a haunting of like a location in Ohio or in Virginia. But I was like, you know what's better? I'm going to look up all of these crazy kooky That's animal so beast things yes. that are in both of our places. That's so good. And definitely if you're listening to this, if you want, if you want a true crime episode or you want those other things, let us know. We have lots of yes. rest on Erica hours to fill, so you guys let yeah. us know. <laughs> okay, so are oh you ready God. for the next one? I'm so ready. This one is located a little bit closer to where you're from, so oh. it has to do with Lake Erie, and it's okay. the Lake Erie Bessie. <laughs> Bessie? Why have I never heard of this? So it's like the Loch Ness Monster, right. but make it Midwest. <laughs> the Midwest Nessie. Bessie. <laughs> That's what I wrote. That's literally... That's literally what I wrote in my notes. That's funny. So in 1793, the captain of the Felicity, which was one of the boats that sailed in Lake Erie, is a long was time sailing ago. in Lake Erie. I know. And all of a sudden, he sees a huge serpent-like creature in the water. It says approximately five meters or more long. And I said, why? This is Ohio. Why are we measuring in meters? No, literally. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest. Welcome to America. No. <laughs> I don't know what five meters is, but I'm guessing it was a big serpent-like creature. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. But Everyone from um, I know. the UK is right now is meters? like, fuck off, girls. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> five. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It, why did it automatically put it in yards? Okay. We want to oh. know how many miles that is. No. Not very many miles. Feet. It's not miles. It's going to be feet. point four feet. That's actually that pretty big. That is a big snake. She big. <laughs> Bessie girl. And then it's, I also wrote, being the southernmost Great Lake, it's the most biologically diverse. So who's to say it's not a massive serpent and they couldn't live in there? I mean, yeah. By the way, I've never heard of <laughs> Bessie, but the Lake Erie monster, I have heard of that phrase. And we use that on branding. Like there's a ice cream at Toff's called like Lake Erie Monster. There's a Great Lakes brewing beer oh. called Lake Erie Monster. So I guess I actually have heard of this, but I never like, I just never dive, dove in, you know? That's really interesting. Yeah, that's actually my next point. He has a couple of nick. Well, Does he? I guess she, oh, she? if it's oh, like Nessie. Oops, sorry for misgendering yeah, you, Bessie. I don't know. Nessie is <laughs> Nessie is a she in the UK, so I'm guessing that Bessie would be a okay. she, but maybe it's not. Bessie they. We're going to say it's a they. So, Bessie they. <laughs> um, some nicknames that they have okay. are the Great Snake of Lake Erie, oh, the, the Lake Erie Monster, yes. and then the South Bay Bessie. Oh, South Bay Bessie. Yeah, I've heard of Lake Erie Monster for sure. That's so funny. They have t-shirts. Uh. The t-shirt is really creepy looking. <laughs> I ain't wearing that. Oh my god! I love that you're doing research no, as I'm, I'm giving literally you, like, just points about them. what you uh, like the name of it, and then looking at the pictures while you tell me about it and putting it all together. It's so crazy. I highly recommend if you're listening to do the same. Look up the pictures. Yes. Okay. And then my last point about the Lake Erie Bessie is that some stories they were described to have a dog-like <gasps> head and large no. fins. Some say human-like arms, and their color has been reported as gray, copper, or silver. Oh, that's really <laughs> so interesting. All so all the branding of Bessie is green, because obviously we all, all yeah, want it to be green. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's so interesting. There's actually a comic 
called It Came From a Great Lake, the Lake Erie Monster number one. And literally someone drew a whole comic. I'm going to add this link to the card so that we can include it too for anyone listening. And it's really cute. Okay, Bessie. I feel better about Bessie than the frog, but both creep me out a little bit. Yeah, I know. I feel like even though the frog, the Loveland frog was like described to be peaceful, I feel like just like this little snake, like, I don't know, like, uh, like the Loch Ness monster, Nessie, she's like known to be super, like, I don't know, like she's like loved Tame. in yeah. like, the UK. So, yeah. so we love, we love Bessie. Okay. I love you, Bessie. <laughs> oh, it sounds like Bestie is actually kind of cute. I, yeah. I the like, girls I make like a new it. Bessie. Yes. And then the next one, I think that this is even closer to where you grew oh, gosh. up, but Kirtland, Ohio. Oh, I don't know where that is. It's located south of Willoughby and Menor. Oh. It's kind of like spell? makes a triangle with, with those With a K or a C? Yeah. K-I-R-T-L-A-N-D. I'm looking it up. Where was Bessie sighted on Lake Erie? Because Lake Erie's big. Did it say like certain areas? I don't Just know. It's an Ohio one. So okay. I would guess like in the Somewhere. southern part of Lake Erie because Lake Erie is also owned by Canada for those of you that don't know She's Ohio a shared geography. Lake. <laughs> She's a shared lake. Yes. That's really interesting. I'm going to have to I do some guess, more like, research on Bessie. I know. We like Bessie. They're going to become our like mascot. Literally. <laughs> we run on literally. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Kirtland, Ohio. I'm ready. Okay. So this one is called the Melon Heads. Have you ever heard of no. these? No. Multiple. I don't like it. <laughs> so I had heard about the Loveland Frog and I'd heard about the Melon Heads before, but I'd never heard of Bessie, which is interesting because that's the only one that you had heard of. Literally. So... The melon heads are, like I said, located around the area of Kirtland, Ohio. And like I said, that's south of Willoughby and Menor. If you're from Ohio, the Cleveland area. Yes. The greater word would be it's around Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit south. That makes sense. But these uh, melon heads have also been rumored to make appearances in Connecticut and Michigan. Oh, wow. Which a lot of cryptids or a lot of stories like this, mm-hmm. like they do have multiple locations or multiple sightings okay. and they just call them different things based on the region. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I'm doing are just specifically the Ohio oh, ones. And I didn't look up the stories for the other ones yeah. just because like I wanted to stick with the Ohio yeah. legend. That's for another day. Yes, but these are large creatures, which I don't, they're not large creatures. I don't know why I wrote that I was down. about to they're be like, how large? They're rumored to be like kid, <laughs> they're rumored to be, rumored to be like kid size, okay. but they have abnormally large bald heads and they uh, roam around in the woods. Uh, I didn't Google it yet because I wanted you you're to gonna, describe it before I looked at it. I'm scared. You're going to, you're going to be sad when I tell you why they, the legends <gasps> that surround them. Oh, okay. So... The first one is that a few orphans wandered <gasps> no. onto the property of a mad scientist named Dr. Crow. Uh, I do not like and he this. He experimented on <gasps> them, causing swelling of their brains and heads. No. And they got fed up with the torture, burned down his house, and made uh, Dr. Crow die I'm in the haunted. house in the fire. I just looked at the pictures. I'm haunted. <laughs> I cannot look at them. <laughs> they they are pretty scary. So, <laughs> the pictures are so scary, you guys. If you're listening to this, you... If you're going to Google one of them, Google this one. Oh, I'm creeped. But I think that it's pretty fun that they kind of had a rebellion. They got taken in by this crazy mad scientist, Dr. Crow, and he experimented on them. And then they were like, we're, like, we're going to rebel. You. We're going to burn down your house with you in that it. Bye. literally <laughs> psycho. This is crazy. How have I never heard of this ever? It's all over. I don't like, know. It says local but- news, local news, melon heads. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the first story of how they came to be. Okay. The second one, it's kind of the same story, but the government are the ones that did the experiments, and then they mm. sent these melon heads to go and live with Dr. Crow and his wife, but then Dr. Crow and his wife just kind of died, and then they took to the woods after huh. they they're like... Their family, I guess, their parents had died. Do we think they're human-like and that the, the like, do they still be alive? Yeah, <laughs> I I think that the legend is like that they Live kind forever. of like I guess reproduced oh, and like okay. or they the forever yeah. they reproduced and created their own kind of community. Which when I had first heard this story, I could have sworn it was Northwest Ohio, not yeah. Northeast Ohio, that had this legend. Yeah. But when I was looking it up, everything had said. Like they were in Northeast Ohio over by like Cuyahoga County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so crazy. But the locals started calling them melon heads because of their swollen heads. It was just kind of a nickname. They were like, oh, yeah, like their heads kind of look like watermelons. They're big and round and whatever. Yeah. And the nickname just kind of stuck. Huh. But I actually have another article to read to you guys. So why isn't it letting me paste my link? It said link cannot be found. They better no. have taken this off. Wait, that would actually be crazy. <laughs> That's a bigger conspiracy theory. They're like, I we know. will not be in this podcast. No, literally. They knew. Also, I will gladly do a conspiracy theory episode if we're into that. Oh, too. listen. <laughs> and by the way, non-creepy conspiracy theories, I'm super into. Maybe not even non-creepy, but like ones about toys or like the Shane Dawson ones uh -huh. I love. So I would definitely be into that. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're listening, while Marissa's pulling up her link, uh, I was going to share with you all the website where you can get your buy one free. No, no. I take it back, you guys. I think it might be expired by the time this episode comes up. The buy one, get one free. Oh, wait, no. You have a couple days. No. You have a couple days. I'll tell you. Chamberlaincoffee.com slash pages slash what dash we dash said. What we said podcast is where I got this link and they literally had an ad. It was like, go get your buy one, get one free. So if you're listening, you have a couple days, go freaking get your free Emma Chamberlain. Okay. That's all for my, my not sponsored ad. <laughs> well, thanks for the ramble because I got Yay, my link working. I was hoping for that. <laughs> okay. So this is a link or an article from three news, okay. I guess. I don't know if uh -uh. you know that news site. I'm guessing it's just something local to that area. But it says it was a dark and stormy night, oh. probably sometime probably. in the 1970s or so they say when strange creatures with abnormally large bald heads are said to have roamed the woods in northeast Ohio. Legend has it they still roam today, especially around Halloween. Oh. And then it says, quotes, we are in Kirtland, Ohio, down in the deep, deep woods off of Wisner Road. And then it that was just like, I guess they like were live. Yeah. <laughs> this area oh when they were writing this but uh that quote was from amy capotesi i'm sorry with the lake county historical society huh. and they listed her they enlisted her to help with the story of the melon heads mm -hmm. so she says they could be dangerous if they wanted to be she told us oh. appearance aside she tells us that the two popular legends of how they came to be are those that i just told you so the ones that surround dr crow so the first one was that they kind of went to dr crow's right. house he's a mad scientist blows up their heads they kill him in a fiery oh rage the second one the government did all of the work on them sent them to dr crow to live kind of I don't know, take shelter yeah. with him. He passes away and then they take to the woods. Yeah. Oh my God. But 
Supposedly, Dr. Crow is a caring and giving person. Supposedly. He tried to help them out as best as he could. I don't know. It was the 1970s. Right, Did they have real, <laughs> real journalism back then to ask him? But that is the story of the melon that head. One's and that is my, my last one for Ohio. That's going to creep me out all night. Oh, my God. I cannot. They're so scary. Well, if that one creeped you out. I ain't ready. The next one... The one for Maryland is the most scary. So do you want me to do that one later? Yeah, do that one last. If you guys are ready, you better stick okay. around for the, the good one to end it. Yes, but I will do the DC one. Yes. This is the one that I had not heard of. Okay. And I think it's so fun. Ooh, I'm excited. So this is the demon cat the or demon cat. the DC of DC. Oh, that's <laughs> really cute. That's funny. The DC. I think that this is... I think this is mostly a play on words, yeah. but <laughs> I think it's cute anyways. So the article that I actually got all of this information from is literally the www.whitehousehistory.org. Oh, wow. Like I got this Legit. on on the White That's House website. That's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. The White House so, do be believing in this. It, I, they do. <laughs> so it is reported to be an oversized cat that roams the city and occupies various federal buildings. Ew. So I think... I think that's kind of fun, though. It's just like this little ghosty cat that overlooks the city, I guess. How large are we talking? <laughs> I'm trying to Google it now. Oh, the White House. Is, one they have a picture. In 1890. Yeah. One report of the 1898 states that the demon cat starts at the size of an average house cat no. and can grow to the size of an elephant. <gasps> no. Oh, oh, my God. <gasps> The demon just cat. imagine you're like sitting outside of the White House and uh, you see a cat walking on the lawn, and then that's all of a the sudden, size of you, the size of an elephant. No, literally. <laughs> what the hell? Scary. A cat any bigger than but a dog would creep me out. Yeah, the earliest report of this demon cat was in 1862, and it was a cat of the cat apparition appearing at the Capitol building. Okay. That is so crazy. And some reports say that it's a classic tabby cat, but others, they say that it's a classic black cat, which I think is just kind of adding to the lore yeah, of it being a scary of kind of demon cat. Literally. <laughs> but the most unique thing about this demon cat is that the apparition appears at more than one location. And typically a spirit will only manifest mm -hmm. in one location mm -hmm. because that's kind of where it's spirit is like in a loop or yeah. kind of stuck but demons are spirits that can move from multiple different areas and kind of manifest anywhere yeah so that's why i think it kind of got the oh, name of the demon my cat God. because it's able to be multiple different locations in the city yeah that's wild if you google the dc demon cat and go to the images every one of it has red eyes and make, they make it look so creepy and then also this is kind of cool shout out if they're still a thing the dc roller girls <laughs> are called dc demon cats i think that's such a cute name for their roller huh. girl team so if you're into roller derby yeah. might be fun to check out i've never watched roller that's derby cool. but that's kind of really cool yeah the last thing about this demon cat is that it's rumored to be seen before tragic national events. And two examples of uh, this is that it was rumored to be seen before the stock market crash in 1929. Uh -huh. And even more famously, it was rumored to be seen right before the JFK assassina assassination in 1963. What? That's creepy. I don't like it. So everybody better not be seeing it again. Uh -uh. Yeah. I've never seen it around D.C., but That's maybe good. now that I have like heard about it, I'm going to see a black cat running around the city and I'll be like, oh, no. creepy. <laughs> when you do your um, White House flower tour, you see it chilling at the side. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that one's crazy. Scary. Yeah. Okay. 
So next, do you want to do, this is like a pick your own adventure. I have two. <laughs> so I have the really scary one of Maryland. Yeah. His name is the Goatman. Or I have the Bunny Man of Northern uh, Virginia. Bunny Man. It sounds nice, but I have a feeling it's going to creep him? me out still. It's not nice. Ah! It's okay. Okay, let's do it. And unlike my, la- unlike my last one where my notes were all from the WhiteHouseHistory.org, <laughs> these notes are all from Wikipedia. LOL. So Big conspiracy I, theory. I run the gamut. Yes. <laughs> I run the gamut of where I get my research from. But that's okay. So this one I know about because it's actually the legend is only about like the, where the legend happens mm-hmm. is only about 15 minutes from oh, where I live. Oh, that's a little too close for me. See, I was lucky because none of mine were like too close. Creepy. Yeah, it's all located in the county I live in oh. for this one. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Well, I'm not. So but I- the urban legend of the bunny man is the... In located in Fairfax County, Virginia, which is granted a large county, mm-hmm. but the county that I live so. in, and it originated from one of two or both incidents that both happened in 1970. So that's like the legend that kind of started this. Like, yeah, I'll read the stories later, but they both happened in 1970. Okay, most iterations of this story are of a man wearing a bunny suit and wielding a hatchet. (gasps) Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Bruh, calm down. So all of these stories happen at a specific location where this urban legend kind of manifests. And it's at the, what's the name of this? The Colchester Overpass, a.k.a. Bunny Man Tunnel. No, not Bunny Man Tunnel. This reminds me of, do you remember when there were clowns everywhere? Like clowns were kidnapping yeah. people and stuff. Oh my god, it reminds me of that. It's so creepy. Oh, yeah, the bunny man with but the that tunnel. I need to look up like exactly how far away from it. It like, from me it yeah. is. But it's in a town called Burke, and I've been in that town yeah. before. Ooh. So I've been close to this tunnel at least once or Never twice. Never go at night. Never go alone. Never go without I your know. hatchet. <laughs> I know. So let's learn about the two incidents okay. that started this urban legend. So the first one, I took these for exactly from Wikipedia, uh-huh. so I'm going to read it exactly how it said. The first incident was reported the evening of October 19, 1970, by U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance, oh. who were returning, oh, wait, I can't read, who were visiting relatives on Guinea Road in Burke. Around midnight, while returning from a football game, they reportedly parked their car in a field on Guinea Road to visit an uncle who lived across the street from where the car was parked. As they sat in the front seat with the motor running, they noticed something moving outside near the rear window. And moments later, the front passenger window was smashed and there was a white clad figure standing there near the broken window. Bennett turned the car around while the man screamed at them about trespassing, including, quote, you're on private property and I have your tag number, end quote. As they drove down the road, the couple discovered a hatchet on the car floor. So when they had broken that window, they had thrown the hatchet through it. And this story continues. When the police requested the description of the man, Bennett insisted he was wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. However, Bennett's fiance contested that their assailant did not have bunny ears on his head, but was wearing a white capriote of some sort. And don't worry, guys, I did the research. A capriote is a Catholic pointy (gasps) hat. No, I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. So, yeah, so those things that like the Catholic priests or bishops, they Mm -hmm. wear like the really tall, pointy, like soft hats. 
So they both remembered seeing his face clearly, but in the darkness, they could not determine the race or any other distinguishing features. The police returned the hatchet to Bennett after the examination. Oh, my God. This this tunnel is creepy looking. Uh I do not like it. It's terrifying. Do you know there's a movie about this? No, it says, I want to watch it. What's it called? I, it's just called Bunny Man because I googled Bunny Man images and I then I put Bunny Virgin, Bunny Man. There's okay. There's one called Bunny Man Massacre and there's one called Bunny Man Vengeance, and they both look freaking creepy. Ooh. And then I just put in Virginia and it it came up with all these pictures. This is creepy. You better not be going there by yeah. yourself. Mm-mm. I kind of want to go and explore. Yeah, go with Kyle. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so the second story is a little bit shorter about how the other incident okay. that kind of started this urban yeah. legend. So the second reported sighting occurred on the evening of October 29th, 1970. So only 10 days later oh, that's from creepy. that first report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was when a construction security guard, Paul Phillips, approached a man standing on the porch of an unfinished home in Kings Park West on Gidney Road. Phillips said that the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny costume and was about 20 years old, 5 foot 8, and weighed about 175 pounds. The man began chopping at a porch post with a long-handled axe saying, quote, You are trespassing. If you come oh. any closer, I'll chop you off your head, end quote. Oh my gosh. I don't like it. So that's the second story of how this bunny man. Bunny came man's to obsessed be. with people trespassing. I guess he so. really wants to chop somebody. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I know. I don't like it. It's so creepy. I'm glad it's a man in a bunny suit, though. To be honest, and not like a giant bunny. Oh, I know. I'm like, mm. yeah. And when I was looking, I didn't want to like make this too long. So I was like, I'm not going to go fully into every single yeah. one of them because I could make an episode on every one of these individually if I did yeah. enough research. But. I think that another incident that kind of made that the bunny man come to be is that bunny man massacre. I think that there was like a situation there where a guy dressed in a bunny suit had murdered a bunch of people at that bridge. Oh my God. That's so creepy, dude. I can't believe how close it is to you. That is nuts. The next episode, you're going to be like, we went. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. Uh, Kyle would never go. That's so creepy. (laughs) That's okay, though. Take one. Are take one of your friends. One? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm a little will, nervous, but I'm ready. If it's creepier than this one. Okay. So this is the Goatman of Maryland. Oh my god. Okay. So it's located in Prince George's County, Maryland, which is really not that far from me either. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. It has various stories. So one of them is a lonely, angry goat herder who went crazy, w- killed some teens. Mm-hmm. No, I can't read. Lonely, angry goat herder who went crazy when a couple of local teens killed his goats. Mm, So that's kind of like the start of him. Like these teens came in, they were wild and out and they killed his goats. And he was like, I'm mad at you. I'm going to go crazy now. That was one story. The other one is others are similar to Bigfoot and he's just a mythological beast. The goatman like just kind of appeared kind of like Bigfoot did Mm -hmm. or the Mothman or anything like that. And then another one is that... It, the Goatman was an experiment gone wrong by the Beltsville Research Agricultural Center, but the USDA was forced to deny this claim. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> so don't worry. It wasn't a experiment gone wrong at the federal level. It was just something else. Made Did it get so out of hand be. that they were like, listen, guys, like, stop. The USDA literally had to say. I guess so. That's what the article said. That's crazy. They were like, the USDA was forced to deny this claim. And I was like, that's kind of a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so what does this guy look like? I didn't look him up. I need to type him in. It is like 
It's just rumored to be a half goat, half man okay. kind of situation. Okay. Oh, and ew, ew, ew. Maryland it's worse than you think. It's worse than you think, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like and him. Maryland isn't the only area that has a Goatman. There is the Goatman Bridge. I believe it's located in Texas. Mm-hmm. That is another kind of legend of another Goatman story. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. If you Google this, you guys, Maryland Goatman. Oh, my God. Ew. It's worse than I could have imagined. I didn't know what I was thinking, but. I know. Oh. I don't like I him. think you should look up Goatman Bridge and see what it says because I need to know. I think it's in Texas, but I'm not sure. Old Alton Bridge. Yeah, Denton, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Old Alton Bridge in that Denton County. That is creepy. That is creepy. A historic iron bridge. Okay. It doesn't say anything about creepy, but it does when you put in Goatman Bridge. That's what comes up. Yeah, there's what the Goatman Bridge in Texas. It's rumored that if you like stand on the middle, the goat will like the Goatman will start chasing you across the bridge. This is locally the bridge is known as Goatman's Bridge as it is said to be haunted by a half man, half goat figure called Goatman. The belief is based on the legend of a black goat farmer named Oscar Washburn, who was said to have moved his family to a residence just north of the bridge. A few years later, Washburn, having become known as a dependable and honest businessman and dubbed the Goatman by locals, displayed a sign on Alton bridge reading this way to the goat man but the success of mm-hmm. a black man was still unwelcome to many and in august 1938 clansmen in the local government crossed the bridge and kidnapped washburn from his family they hung a noose on old alton bridge and after securing it around his neck threw him over the side when they looked down to see if he had died the noose was empty in a panic they returned to his family home and slaughtered his wife and children oh my god that went so south really fast locals warned that if you cross the bridge at night without headlights as the Klansmen are said to have done, you'll be met on the other side by the Goatmen, so you can go in your car. Ghostly figures and strange lights are said to appear in the surrounding woods, as well as reports of visitors being touched, grabbed, and having rocks thrown at them. This legend results in the mm-hmm. area around Old Alton Bridge, Alton Bridge being popular among paranormal investigators, such as the crews from Ghost Adventures and BuzzFeed Unsolved. Okay, BuzzFeed. So if you live in Texas, and we know some of you <laughs> do. They're not BuzzFeed Unsolved. They're Watcher now. They're okay, watcher are they, now. Are they more, so everybody <laughs> plug. That's funny. Yeah, I I love Watcher. They're like my favorite YouTube nice. channel. Nice. I know there's a lot of these kind of YouTube channels, I feel like. I, I've never gotten into it. But yeah, we know some of you live in Texas. So yeah. y- y'all can head on over in your car. You yeah. let us know what happens. Creepy. Yeah. Okay, so that was a complete was. tangent about Goatman, the Goatman of and Texas. The Go- Goatman but Bridge. Back into the Goatman. Yeah, back into the Goatman of Maryland. So this Goatman is rumored to terrorize lovers on <gasps> lovers' lanes, oh my God. chase teens, and then decapitate dogs, oh. which I don't like okay, about that's him. really far. <laughs> Chill. He can terrorize lovers. He can chase teens. He can be kind of menacing like yeah. that, but leave the dogs alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... The first mention was around Halloween in 1971, where a woman did a deep dive on Maryland folklore. She mentioned in the article that a deceased dog had been connected to the Goatman because a group of 16-year-old girls heard strange noises in the woods, and they sounded like a large animal walking on its hind legs, and the dog huh. disappeared that yeah. night. So she just kind of drew, uh, drew all of these collection connections of... These 16-year-old little girls saying, there was this scary noise and these this animal-like creature oh on its hind legs. This woman this is you in a past life. No, literally. I <laughs> love a woman taking a deep dive into like the this. folklore. I'm like, that's Marissa. That's literally me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see what my article says on this one. Well, I literally typed in. 
I'm I swear to you, Erica, <laughs> I literally copy and pasted this link and it took me to a different one. So that's oh, not helpful. That is annoying. I do not like okay. it. Okay. So let me see if I can find a quick little quote in this article. It says, there are so many variations of the story of the Prince George's County Goatman that it's nearly impossible to keep them all straight. The Goatman terrorizes lovers, chases teens, and decapitates dogs, oh yells, squeals, and yes, makes goat noises. Uh. And he's reported to make appearances all across the region. He's inspired fear and fascination for decades, but according to the historian and author Mark Openosik, the foremost expert on the Maryland legend, there is a canonical Goatman or origin story, and it begins on Fletcher Town Road in Bowie. The first media mention of the Goatman came in that October 1971 that I said earlier, and then this Bowie-based Prince George's County News. The article writer Karen Hostler took a deep dive into that folklore, and she mentions the Goatman along with the ghosts in something called the Boa Man oh. that also haunts the woods around Fletcher Town. So the Goatman doesn't act alone. Apparently he's not. got ghosts and he's got a Boa uh, Man on his on his he's side. He's got a whole crew, but. Like I said, the article connected the de deceased dog with the Goatman, saying that a group of teenage girls had heard strange noises and seen a large creature on the night the dog had disappeared. It's also reported that sightings of an animal-like creature that walks on its hind legs were increasing along Fletcher Town Road. On November 30th, the Goatman got its first introduction into a larger audience thanks to the Washington Post. Oh, no way. So they wrote a whole article on That's him, crazy. which I think is so fun. But this article is really long. And like I said, we're going to include all of these links. But this has so many different stories of the like, different occurrences or different sightings of this goat man. Yeah. But that is the end wow. of all of my cryptids. What a ride. Folklore, urban legends and everything happening in your area and in mine. Wow. You really made a perfect timing too. Somehow Marissa and I always plan these little episodes for each other and they end up being the perfect timing every time. Like we're just so good like that. I'm shocked. I know. I... I wish that I could have gone into more detail on some of them, but that would warrant a whole episode. No, literally. Each, but <laughs> as, you, as you guys are listening, if you I'm enjoyed glad. this, like let us know and also let us know if there's a certain story in your area that you want us to cover, because I think Marissa would very much enjoy, especially like maybe someone from the yes. UK, our 5% listeners, Mexico, our 1% of listeners, yes. like that'd be really cool. So if you guys have a favorite one, comment it on our Instagram or email us or whatever you want to do. We're here. We'll listen. We'll see it. And let yes, us know because that would be will. really fun. Yeah. And if there's anything that you want Erica to talk about, yes. like from, I don't know, different brands, Literally like you can anything. review brands in their totally. area or anything like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. We will do anything. Yeah, literally, we'll <laughs> do anything. Let us know. I also am very excited. So on our Instagram, if you don't follow us, make sure you do at We Run On Coffee. In our highlights on our Instagram, I actually added some boxes where you can ask us questions or ask us for advice or tell us a story. And we've gotten some responses so far. So we're not going to get on to them today because we don't have time. But there are some good ones in there. And I actually got a really fun question that I think we could do a whole episode about. So I'm really excited about that. And if you have questions, put them there. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited about this. We love to interact with yes. you guys. And the only way that we can keep making content that you love is if you tell us Please what you do. want. So like Erica said, reach out to us on Instagram, fill out those highlight boxes or send us an email. We run on coffee yep. podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Just making sure I got it right. 
but that is it for yes. today. So, Erica, you always go oh, first. Thank you, you do for the listening. Outro. Follow us wherever you find your podcast. Rate us. Leave a review. Give us five stars. We love you. We'll talk to you later. That's all. I'm Erica. And I'm Marissa. And, and we, we run, run, on, run coffee. on coffee. Bye. Bye.